The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. That very day, the first day of the week, two of Jesus' disciples were going to a village seven miles from Jerusalem called Emmaus. And they were conversing about all the things that had occurred. And it happened that while they were conversing and debating, Jesus himself drew near and walked with them. But their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing as you walk along? They stopped, looking downcast. One of them named Cleopas said to him in reply, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know of the things that have taken place there in these days? And he replied to them, What sort of things? They said to him, The things that happened to Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, how our chief priests and rulers both handed him over to a sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that he would be the one to redeem Israel. And besides all this, it is now the third day since this took place. Some women from our group, however, have astounded us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came back and reported that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who announced that he was alive. Then some of those with us went to the tomb and found things just as the women had described, but him they did not see. And he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are! How slow of heart to believe all the prophets spoke! Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in all the scriptures. As they approached the village to which they were going, he gave the impression that he was going on further. But they urged him, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And it happened that while he was at them with them at table, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. With that their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, but he vanished from their sight. Then they said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us, while he spoke to us on the way and opened the scriptures to us? So they set out at once and returned to Jerusalem, where they found gathered together the eleven and those with them who were saying, The Lord has truly been raised and has appeared to Simon. Then the two recounted what had taken place on the way and how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. 
the gospel of the Lord. When I was in charge of the uh, cleaning supplies of the house, I hired one cleaning company to supply everything. The reason why is because I could call my one cleaning company and say that what you might call it on the red vacuum cleaner isn't working. They said, oh, that's the belts. We'll send you a couple. So you can't do that with Home Depot. So I have my one cleaning company, and they're awful. <laughs> they're horrible. So I had this floor washer, and, you know, it has a nice spray of water on the floor, but it started to just drool out barely. So I called my one cleaning company, and they picked it up. Three weeks later, they return it. So I lug it up here, I fill it with water, I run out the cord, I'm about to start it, and I find out that they, they replaced the wrong nozzle. Ah. So I need a squeegee blade. So I ordered the squeegee blades, and so they, they sent them, and I called them back, and I says, they're not the right ones. He says, well, just cut them. I says, they're already too small. Ah. So you say to me, well, well if, if they're terrible, if they're horrible, just get another cleaning company. Why don't you just get another company? And it's because I like them. It's a nice family business. You know, she, the owner called me and she said, uh, I just, just a courtesy call, Father Peter. Just wanted to see if you needed anything. I says, oh, yeah, I need a, a few more vacuum cleaner bags. So she says, oh, yeah, by the way, it's my birthday. I'm 80 years old. I says, I didn't know that. She says, oh, yeah, and another thing, too. I took off $100 off your last bill. <laughs> Don't tell the boys. See, Home Depot doesn't do that. I like them. Now, the reason I say that is because in this story, we have two losers that are leaving Jerusalem on the day of the resurrection. After, after, they just get a report that the tomb of Jesus is empty, and there were two angels there that announced that he has risen from the dead. Wouldn't you think that they would say, oh, okay, before we throw in the towel, before we give it all up, before we walk seven miles to the next town, Maybe on the way we'll just go by and check out this tomb and see if it is empty. Maybe we'll bump into a couple of angels. Who knows what else will happen? Maybe we'll just hang out for a little bit. No. So you know what I say? Let him go. There's plenty of other people that the Lord could appear to. So here's my, my question. Why does the Lord go after the two disciples? Why does God always seem to favor the flawed. I bought a, when I first got here, I bought a nice little tracker pipe organ on a really cheap price because they were, they were closing a church in Hull. So there I had my little tracker pipe organ all in a thousand pieces in the basement of the church, and so I needed somebody to come by to, you know, to, to put it together. I needed a, an organ builder. So I called the diocese and the chancery to see if they could Send me some referrals. They gave me three. So the first guy shows up in a brand new Mercedes Benz. Goes downstairs and he goes, oh, it's a small one. And he says, oh, this is, the the leather all needs to be replaced. It's in terrible terrible shape. It's going to take a lot of work. It's going to cost a lot of money. So I said, thank you very much for coming. The second referral shows up in a brand new Dodge Ram with raised tires. He goes downstairs and he goes, oh, <laughs> what's the matter? 
is it's small and it's just, uh, it's just a lot of work and it's going to cost a lot of money. I said, thank you very much for coming. The third guy shows up in a station wagon. Now, when was the last time you saw a station wagon? So he goes in the back and he opens the door and I go, oh, do you collect, uh, do you, do you collect antiques? He goes, no, those are my tools. So he goes downstairs and he looks at the pipes and he goes, oh, this is a happy little pipe organ. This is going to be a happy, uh, you know, fun one. So I, so I remembered the other guy saying it's going to be a lot of work. So he says, you know, I happen to be a handyman myself and I could maybe help out a little bit like these wooden pipes. There's a lot of graffiti scratched on it. I could just sand them right out. He says, no, don't do that. He says, that's not graffiti. Those are the names of the people that built your organ. They signed their names to their work. He actually recognized some of the names. Now let me ask you, take a wild guess, which one of the three do you think I hired? That's right. Why? Why did I choose the guy with the station wagon? Because the first two guys came in and they saw a piece of junk that needed to be repaired. The guy in the station wagon went downstairs and saw a treasure. Now, the reason why Jesus went after them, after they threw in the towel, after they gave it up, because he liked them. He doesn't see flawed, he saw a treasure. Don't you see a pattern? Doesn't God do that? God picked Abraham, who's just a, a whole bunch of wandering nomad in another country. Picks Moses, who's, who has a rap sheet for murder, he's a runaway slave. Picks a little shepherd boy, David, to be the king of Israel. Goes to Nazareth, to a, a no, nowhere town, to the most humblest person, to be the mother of God. Picks Peter, who's a sinner. Matthew's a tax collector. Maybe, just maybe. God doesn't pick us because of our competency, but maybe because of our limitations. You know, sometimes in life we just have a bad day, or we make a wrong turn, or a bad decision, or we're going in the wrong direction. But no matter what, Never give up on God. Because God will never give up on us.